Welcome everyone. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Josh Mitchell. I'm super excited for this episode, guys. I had a great conversation with Jay Fouts and Jeff Wheeler. They told stories. We talked some of their favorite baits to how Bass Slingers got started and everything in between. We even preview some upcoming tournaments. So I think you guys are really going to like it. So you know what? Let's get to the interview with Jeff and Jay. All right, guys, I'd like to welcome my first guest, the founders of Basslingers, Jeff Wheeler and Jay Fouts. Gentlemen, how are we doing tonight? Great, great. I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for asking, brother. All right, good to hear, guys. So um, let's just get started here. Tell me about yourself. Like, let's get to know you guys a little bit. Um, Air Force vet is better than the Marines because they eat crayons. Uh, Junkie for fishing. Awesome. <laughs> well, obviously, uh, based on the on, on Jay's introduction of himself, uh, I'm a Marine Corvette. Um, <laughs> my favorite my favorite flavor is uh, uh, the pink the pink crowns. Those are my favorite. Uh, um, but nice. yeah, I mean, I just I just love fishing. It's just a passion of mine. Eat eat, breathe, leave, live, sleep, whatever fishing. You know. So, how long have you guys known each other? Uh, uh, I met Jeff like like a year and a half. <laughs> yeah, a year and a half. Funny story. When I first met him, we were fishing another <laughs> tournament against each other, and, I and we that get ass. to the weigh-ins. <gasps> we get to the weigh-ins, and I walk up to Jeff, and I think there was two other guys standing there with him, asking them how it went. They all treated me like ass, like I was that weirdo kid in in school. <laughs> like nobody would talk to me. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> so so. Um, so you guys, I'm assuming you live close to each other because you're fishing a, like a local, which is like a local club tournament. Yeah. Well, we both live in the DFW Metroplex. Pretty close. About 20 okay. minutes from each other or so. Yeah, and something that, like that. And that's in Texas, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I guess my next question for you guys mm-hmm. is, and, and I kind of, I kind of know the answer to it, but I'm kind of curious. So what is Basslingers to you guys? What's the, what's the motivation? What's the what when you pitch when you started Basslingers? What is a what's a Basslinger? What's Basslingers to you guys? For me, it was just like we all just really love to fish. Um, a lot of different groups had like politics or cliques or one group's beefing with another. We just wanted to just go fishing, you know. So yeah, for me, that's that's what it is. Yeah, it's pretty much the same for me. I mean, there was a lot of things in, in other groups that I didn't I didn't like what I saw. Yeah. And I wanted to kind of deviate away from that and, you know, and start something where, you know, the group was focused on members. And I mean, if if, if you can't tell that we are a member focused group, you're in the wrong place because I mean that's all we do is focus on our members. And yeah. yeah. That's that's what we love. We like to celebrate victories for everybody instead of trying to, you know, make it a popularity contest for ourselves. And, and I think that's, that's what gravitated, gravitated me towards you guys and Basslingers. And, you know, I, I got, for me anyways, I got recommended through, um, through another Basslinger and he told me to check you guys out. You guys were just different. And, you know, I've done all the clubs or all the other groups and, um, you know, I'm a part of a lot of the 
Florida groups and you know, it's the Florida groups, for example, it's, it's a lot of that fish isn't that size. I'm not, I'm not telling you my spot. I'm not telling you my bait live bait is for losers. Like you guys know. And, and, um, you know, I come into, I joined, when I joined Bass Slingers, it was exactly the opposite. It's nothing but other anglers helping each other, um, encouraging each other, being there for each other. And immediately I, I knew that's pretty much, I mean, Bass Slingers for me now is the only group that I really pay attention to or really care to see it grow. And um, so, I mean, I commend you guys for, everything you stand for, for, um, basslingers and, and how everything's going so far, because I, I, I do think that it's, I do think it's a lot different than everything else. And, uh, I think a lot of the other members see that and that's probably why, you know, the, the numbers of, um, people has just skyrocketed in from the little time that basslingers has been yeah. up and rolling. Um, yeah, just so, over a year. Yeah, that's, that's just, just amazing to me. So I guess my next question is, whose idea out of you guys was it to start Bass Slingers? And the follow-up on that, how did you convince the other guy to go? And I'm not talking the name. I'm just talking like everything we just talked about, the brand and everything. How did you convince the other? I don't think it was much convincing. but how did No, you... I, don't, I don't think it was any convincing because – We'd stand around, we're fishing together and talking about, you know, this and that. And we're all clicked like, like, yeah, we're all on the same page here, you know? So I don't think anybody had to convince anybody. But the name thing, yeah, that, <laughs> we went through a lot to pick a name. Well, well, we'll get to the name thing later. I have some uh, questions from Facebook, and one of them is about the name. So okay. we'll save that story for later, later on. And... Um, I gotta imagine it's probably a some it's probably a good story, and there's probably some other crazy names that uh, you guys probably considered. Um, but um, one of the things that fascinates me with bass slingers is the tournament names, and I think I think they're they're top notch, and um, I'm just amazed how you guys came up with these. And I kind of want to know, um, you know, who's the mastermind behind these names because it's I, it's definitely amazing, and and I'm just really curious. That's kind of everybody, uh, as far as the staff. I mean, we was, yeah, we're like, all right, we need a name for for June. So yeah. you know, people are just throwing stuff out there, and then we're like, oh well, yeah, we like that one, and then yeah, you know, and then it sticks. Um, I mean, the night ops ones are were pretty easy to pick because they're night ops, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but the rest, but, I mean, we we just got threw ideas out there. I. I think um, and it's 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 funny because all the tournament names they really fit that time of year to me, and I, I'm sure that was on purpose by you guys. Yeah. But it it you know they they all just seem to fit perfect, and um, I again I think that's another way that separates Basslingers from some of the other groups. And I'm not I'm not talking down. There's a lot of other groups that I I think do a lot of good things, but I yeah. I just feel like your guys' um, tournament names are. Um, really really above uh, the next level and um that kind of leads me into my next question of uh who does all the graphics for basslingers because yeah jay yeah <laughs> jay, jay has gotten phenomenal at making graphics oh, hold on funny story though it's all done on my <laughs> phone with free apps really 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so one of the graphics in particular that I'm talking about, and on top of like everything we just talked about with the tournament graphics and the tournament names, um, is the record book entries. And I know you get quite a few of them a day and yeah. you're really good about pumping. <laughs> a it. Few. I mean, yeah. Um, but I, I can imagine that it can be time consuming, probably not as time consuming now as it was because you've probably gotten, gotten pretty good at it. But, um, so tell me about that graphic. What made you decide to use that? And, and well, we um, wanted to we wanted to celebrate because we get excited if we catch a fish over four pounds. So we wanted to celebrate that with everybody. The graphics basically kind of worked out like a template, and then I could just plug in the pictures. You know, yeah. yeah. I may have to like delete the background out of something just to make it work, but yeah, it's kind of a template now. Yeah, that's yeah. And and I know we, we we've seen we've seen people ask you know well four or say you know four pounds isn't a big fish but you yeah. know you got to think we have we have members all over the world that are in the group and some places a four pound largemouth is yeah. a big fish for the area so yeah. you know yeah, I mean absolutely as a Pennsylvania boy here um, <clears throat> you know I I grew up canoe fishing and swamp fishing and I, I you know I could probably probably around i didn't catch a lot of four pound and bigger bass up there and i mean you get into some small mouth here and there but far as large mouth go um you know four pound bass up north i i feel like is a I, anywhere it's a quality fish but yeah um, you know as you move north it's definitely harder i mean and then you, you factor in the summertime in the summertime and uh me being in florida it's the you know the, a four pound bass outside of spawn is not it's not a gimme like people think it is either, you know, so yeah. um, catching a, you know, I catch a four pound bass in the summer down here and, and I, you know, I think it's a, I, I celebrate it. I, I'm, I'm excited. I think it's a great fish and, and, you know, I know you guys do the um, 20 inches as well for the yeah. record book. And, you know, that's probably equivalent to, you know, probably a four to five pound bass, but uh, you know, I, that's 20 inches is, that's a, that's a great tournament fish. You know, you'll take five of those yeah. any day of the week. Oh, heck yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so being that Bass Slingers has only been around for a little over a year now, are you guys surprised on how fast it grew and how fast it just took off? I am sometimes. Uh, it, it'll it'll kind of level out and then there'll be a big spike all of a sudden. And those are always like, What's going on? Why? <laughs> Jay gets excited. <laughs> yeah, I do get excited. Yeah, I do get excited when I see the growth like that. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah I mean, in the beginning, I mean, the growth was was awesome in the beginning. I mean, it was <laughs> it was so good that we had we had other groups hating on us because yeah, you know, we were just we were just flourishing. Um, kind of leads back to the whole tournament thing. You know, we, we have, we scheduled out the whole 21 or 2021 tournament calendar for the year. Cause yeah. in the beginning, you know, we went to hold a tournament. We had like three different groups. Like, well, why are you copying us having fishing tournaments? Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. No, let's just squash that. Now we'll make a whole calendar for the year. So if anyone tries to complain, you know, we, <laughs> sorry, we already planned this. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, you know, I think that works out great. It lets everybody see, you know, for me, when I, when I looked at the schedule, when I first joined you guys and I got, and I, like you said, I saw the, the year calendar and, and immediately that told me you guys were legit and you, you know, you weren't playing around. You had your graphics up, you had your tournaments 
already um, already scheduled and somebody for me that I have on call at my at my job, it's easy for me to look ahead for the year and yeah. be and, and, and work my on call around that. And it doesn't always work like that, but it, it, it's nice to nice to give me the option. Anyways, I'm sure that benefits a lot of other anglers that do the same. So next question, fellas. Um, that's pretty interesting. I think where, where do you guys see bass slingers in five to 10 years from now? Uh, I don't, <clears throat> well, I would say, uh, to get a sponsorship for the group, that's, uh, th- that's definitely a goal <clears throat> so that like when we hold events or the fishing with the vets, or when we do the kids cast events, when we do these things that we'll have sponsors already lined up for the prizes, giveaways, that kind of stuff. Awesome. Now, yeah. it's just, a... Oh, sorry. Go ahead, I, mean, no. I was going to say, you know, uh, Jay and I are, are pretty much like right on board with, with that whole thing. Um, yeah. That's, that's been something kind of from the beginning between us, that, you know, that we, we've been aiming for. No, no, to, uh, to piggyback off of kind of what Jay said, um, you know, you mentioned the kids cast and fishing with the vets. Mm-hmm. Could you tell me a little bit about some of the things that uh, Basslingers does that's not just uh, – or, even, you know, tell me some of the tournaments and, um, I, you know, a lot of the things you guys do. Well, we do – we have – we always have at least one tournament a month. <clears throat> and then um, the second Saturday of every month is dedicated to fishing with vets. Uh, when we first started that, it was just any vets that were in the group – and then um, Jeff, help me out. What are the, uh, uh, Veterans Creed Outdoors? Veterans Creed Outdoors. We yeah, they linked up with them. Yeah, we linked up with them. So it, that's kind of a tandem thing. And then the other one is with the Military Sportsmen of America, uh, but they only do it once a quarter with us. The Kids Cast thing, <clears throat> we we've done that twice now. I really like that. Uh, I would like to do some in person stuff. Because uh, like you're here in Texas, Texas Parks and Wildlife, they'll come out to support that kind of stuff, give kids like certificates, things like that, you know? Yeah, that's that's uh, that's fantastic. And and I know and I, I know you guys do some things with um, uh, lake cleanups, pond cleanups in the yeah. past. If you tell me so, a little bit about that. Well, that uh, one of the ponds that we fish a lot, uh, it got spread out through other groups and uh, we started seeing the pond just getting trashed and I'm sure this happens to most like neighborhood ponds. We, we just started seeing it getting trashed. So we just put a thing out say, Hey, we want to do a cleanup. Whoever can come out, come on out. Uh, we did that same pond twice already. Matter of fact. Wow. And if I remember correctly, you guys had quite a few bags of garbage that you picked up. Oh man. It was like, like 12, 15 bags. Yeah. It was, That's... it was really trashed out. That's that's amazing uh, that you guys do that. I, I know as you know an angler, I, I can't tell you. I wish I was by you guys that I could come join you, but I know I, I, that I really appreciate you guys doing that, and it's um, it's it's awesome to give back and clean up the lakes and the ponds. And you know, I think I think it's something that benefits everybody. It's a good example for kids. It keeps our 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 waters clean. It keeps our fish healthy. Um, there's just everything good about it. And I can't thank you guys enough for that. Um, so another thing that Bass Slingers does that I really enjoy is it kind of seems like 
throughout a week, there's every day almost, there's something that you guys are promoting. There's something that is getting all the members involved. And, you know, like we talked about the record book and, and people really dig that and people really get excited for that. But uh, tell me about some of the other things you do on some of the other days during the week. I think one of the other most popular ones is Wrong Fish Wednesday. Because <laughs> we all yeah. catch fish other than bass. But that, that one has gotten really yeah. popular. That has grown. And then the uh, the weekly bait challenge put on by Malik, uh, the Tulsa yeah. Bass Professor. Uh, that, that's been that's been a huge thing. I mean, there's a yeah. lot of people that are really stepping outside their comfort zones to try new lures to, you know, to try to win this little challenge. I mean, there's no prize other than bragging rights to it. Yeah. But, I mean... Yeah. People are people are you know spending a week trying to perfect a certain technique, and it's not you know and it's helping other anglers. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, now, um, tell me a little bit about what you do on Fridays. Uh, featured Fridays. It's when we pick one of the members in the group, and really we just shoot it amongst the staff. Like, hey, who do you guys who do you guys notice this week really stood out? Whether they had a lot of fishing pictures or they were really interactive with other members with comments, likes, posts, things like that. But we'll pick a we'll pick a member and feature them and do kind of like this, like a QA type thing. Uh give them a chance to plug, you know, their social media links or their groups or whatever. I like that too. It's pretty cool. Oh yeah, absolutely. And you know you got the um just to touch on the the wrong fish Wednesday. I mean you have people all across the country so the, oh, yeah. vari- the variety of wrong fish Wednesday. I mean, I mean, we've, we've seen God knows how many different species of fish that have been on there so far. And, yeah. I mean, I mean, just for instance, you got Anthony Morrow, who's the absolute king of gar fishing. <laughs> yeah. He, <is. laughs> he, and, he went from, he went from uh, like bluegill and various panfish to gar. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. And, Big and some, <laughs> monsters, you know, yeah. And and that's awesome, you know. It's a good way to showcase some of these other catches that are they're not bass, but they're still fun to catch and it's yeah. still cool seeing the pictures and and you know, um with the with the bait challenge from Malik, uh he's had me step out of my comfort zone a few times and, and yeah. he does such a good job of picking baits that aren't you know, he's not he's not picking a uh, basic Texas rig that everybody's throwing anyways, you know, he's, he gets real creative on it. And, and I think he does a really good job on, on what he picks every week. And, yeah. and I, I know a lot of people, uh, get really excited for that. And, and as far as, uh, the feature Friday, I think it's, I think it's great. And anytime you can, you can, you can have that, um, that feature for fellow anglers, and promote them and their social media and all the good things that they're doing. I, people appreciate it. You know, people like, people enjoy it. People love reading. I, I, I've enjoyed reading to get, getting to know some of these other anglers. And, yeah. you know, I, I look forward to all of these going, uh, going into, into the future here and seeing, seeing where they take us. And we um, just started the uh, guide tips Thursday. I oh, like that right. one a lot. That's that, and the the tips that um, that you posted this past Thursday were just amazing. Uh, the guides put forth a lot of effort. I felt, and they they yeah. really took their time. I felt like they really gave you some really good tips, and and I think they're going to be real beneficial. I read them, and I took some things on the hooks um, out of there, and 
And I mean, you guys know with fishing, you, you, you're never, you're never done learning. There's always something to learn, you know? And it's, uh, so I, I enjoy, I enjoy the tips. I enjoy all of it. So, um, so with all that being said, guys, what, what's the ultimate goal for bass slingers? Like what, like if you had uh, your perfect scenario, your dream, what what do you want to see the I don't, I don't want to say end game because it wouldn't be the end but you know where do you where do you see this peaking at your your perfect scenario perfect scenario would be like if we had enough people say in each state where we could hold events in each state in person events i think that would be cool and if they were sponsored by major companies with the prizes and whatnot that'd be yeah cool. that's yeah, I, I definitely can see that. I think we're I think we're growing towards that, and um, you know we have there's a pretty good representation through four, four or five states between the staff of bass yeah. singers. So uh, I definitely see it growing to that point, and I'm looking forward to the day when in Florida we, you know, and I can I can uh, be involved with a uh, with the in person tournament, and then you know you guys can do the same in Texas, and um, but. Now, another thing that I, I, I find very interesting and just very cool is the sponsorships uh, for some of the, the local teams for you guys. Uh, could you tell me a little bit about that and how their year was? And uh, Oh, man. Who, who uh, they are. The very first team that we sponsored was Wabash Valley College in Illinois. That WVC bass team, this is their first year in existence, and they finished the year ranked number 20 in the nation. And two of their anglers are going to the national championship. That that team has kicked butt, man. Wow. Um, we oh also sponsor the Nebraska Corn Huskers, but we just started that, so it'll be for next season. And then uh, we sponsor two high school teams here in Texas as well. That that's amazing. And then you factor in that those Illinois those Illinois kids they um, they're not fishing for bass year round either. So. You know, I mean, I don't know if they're doing any ice fishing for the bass, but I know the weather's not um, the weather's not too promising in the winter to uh, to let them guys get out and and get those boats out and get those bass slinging. But um, they yeah, do that's... a lot of they get a lot of smallmouth. Oh yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah but they're killing it, man. That uh, coach Todd Gill. This is their first year in existence, man, and he's killing it. And then you got uh, Drew and Zeb going to the national championship. That's crazy. First year. Wow. That's, that's amazing. And and to be honest with you guys, I'm just jealous because when <laughs> I was coming up through high school and college and there was no bass teams, there was no fishing no. teams. And, and um, I, I'm, I'm glad that the sport has gotten to that, to where uh, you can do that in high school, do that in college. And, it's just it's just great for fishing in general. So uh, I wish those guys nothing but luck, and I'm looking forward to see how they finish out their year and and see you know what what happens going forward next year. And um, you know I see big things in their future. So um, if there's nothing else you guys want to add on any of that, we got some Facebook questions I want to get to. Okay. Um, so I put something out on the Bass Slingers Facebook page and. And I just asked, uh, I told everybody that I was going to be talking to you guys, and I asked if anybody had any questions. So I got a few questions, and they're pretty interesting. One of them is from what we were talking about earlier, um, so I'll get right to it. Uh, Timothy Beasley from Backwoods Bass Baits, he asked, um, 
Was there any other names considered besides Basslingers? <laughs> we, we, were, uh, we were almost officially going to go with Dirty Hookers. I oh, mean, we, geez. We legit had decided that's awesome. Let's do that. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, that came came to an end because I, I forget who it was that, that happened to see there's something about Dirty Hookers already out there that was fishing yeah. related. It was like a stripper hanging on a hook or something like that for the logo. Yep. So then it was back to the drawing board for like three more weeks trying to figure out. Yeah, a it took name. us forever <laughs> to pick a name. So, okay, well then, how did you come up with bass slingers? Because I almost hit Jay with a bass. <laughs> the of the water. That's a true story. <laughs> we, That's a we went. We went. Uh, we'd had a night ops at a golf course. And I mean, we were just slaying that night. It was Dink City, but I mean, we were just—I mean, we were just doing fantastic as far as numbers. <laughs> and I mean, I hooked onto one. I think I had—I probably had missed a few, and then so I'm like, I'm not missing the next one. Yeah, I've gone to it, and I just yanked that sucker, and it came flying out of the water. Jay turns around, you know, what the hell was that? <laughs> I swear to God, that bass did a solid 30 yard flight. Oh, it was crazy. <laughs> oh, geez. I, thank God you didn't go with dirty hookers because that, that probably would have been hard to sponsor some of these teams with dirty yeah. hookers written on the side of their boat. <laughs> that would have been funny, though. Yeah, oh, yeah. They probably, they probably would have enjoyed it and they probably would have liked it. But, um, so. So uh, Tanner Gibson from Reeling with the Gibsons, he wants to know what is your most memorable fishing moment? Man, like as a as a group? No, no, no. Just like individually, what? Uh, what what's your guys's favorite? Like, what's your what's your memory? What's your favorite memory? My my would probably have to be. I think I was about ten years old. I'd gone up to Michigan to visit my grandparents. They, they had a lake house up there, and I was out fishing with my grandfather, and we had finished fishing for the day, and I was just waiting on him to pack everything up so we could head back to the house, and I was just sitting there doing a figure eight with a little, uh, like a, a, a grub tail uh, thing on a jig head. I was just, just playing around in the water, and this pike came up and just smashed it, and it took me like 30, 45 minutes to reel this thing in. I mean, it was only like a 22-inch pike, but... You know, at, at that age, it was just the biggest fish in the world to me. Oh, absolutely! And that was that was that was an awesome moment for me. I think that's my most memorable fishing moment. What What about you, Jay? Uh, you know, the typical ones like fishing with my dad and my son, all at the same time. Those were cool. But but over the last year, we've had some hilarious stories. Uh, me and Mindy fishing. She's naked, and a game warden rolls up okay, on us. Okay, well, we're gonna get to those. Okay, I, I, that's coming later. So let me finish my questions. I got one more question, and then I want to um, talk about the upcoming tournaments we have, and then uh, and then we got some. I want to hear some stories from you guys. So, so I got one more question, and then we'll get to those. I, I'm really looking forward to hearing some of these. So, um, good old Blake White Rock. Hennigan wants to know. Um, I'm probably going to lead into one of the stories. So um, <laughs> he wants to know how many times you guys have had to talk to game wardens. Jeez, go fishing with us once, and you assume that because a game warden rolled up, because you assume that we always encounter these guys. But yeah, too many. <laughs> I've had three in the last year. 
Wow. <laughs> I've had three game wardens. I had a U.S. Marshal. I had a UTA <laughs> campus cop. I've had the airport security. Uh, now, are we talking single encounters or like each individual law enforcement official? <laughs> like whatever. I mean, I, I've got because... to imagine... I, go ahead, Jeff. I know where you're going with this. I was say because uh, I I had one where I, I had to have good twenty or so officers that showed up for us fishing, and uh, one was really, really a little on edge with her hand on her pistol the whole time, like we are doing something really bad. <laughs> so well, why do you guys think you've had, is it just, are you fishing spots that maybe are private or is it just some bad luck? Well, I, I, I'm a junkie for fishing and if I'm driving by water and it looks fishable, yeah. man, I'm going to fish it. I'm, gonna... I'm looking at the water. Yeah. I'm not looking for signs to be honest. Yeah, I'm going to fish it. I, I don't hop fences to go fishing or anything like that, but I'll cast over a fence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that would make for uh, some great YouTube videos there. <laughs> so now moving away from the questions here, um, we got uh, coming up next week. You got Basslinger Night Ops. So I wanna I wanna hear from you guys. Uh, Tell me about the night ops tournament. It's a little different. It's night fishing. How'd you come up with the idea to do a night tournament? And um, just tell me about it. It gets hot. Yeah. <laughs> That's in the... fact, in fact, the first time that Jay and I ever met up to go fishing was at night. Yeah. It's true and story. I put them on and I put them on a four pound bass. Yeah. On a oh, rattle nice. trap. Yep. Yep. It's, I, I think the, one of the things that people People don't night fish as much as I think they realize. The fish bite just as well as night at night. You oh, know? sometimes better. Sometimes, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree. And, Especially and, summertime you know, in Texas. <laughs> same, yeah. same here in Florida. You know, I, I I can beat the heat and these shallow waters. Is the, the big girls come in at night to feed and then they'll go back out deep and you won't see them at all till the next night or you know whatever. But um, so I I try to night fish as much as I can. But fortunately, I don't. Uh, I'm a little afraid to take my kayak out at night, but I, I get some good bank fishing in and, and uh, <laughs> I thoroughly enjoy it. But um, I know you guys uh, don't mind taking those kayaks out in Texas at night. So um, uh, we, I've only done it once. It went okay though. Yeah. 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 That's good. Um, you guys got more guts than I do, but <laughs> so, okay. Now it's the time we got to hear some stories. So yeah, I kind of cut you off there a couple minutes ago. Um, you know, it was kind of, it was kind of going off. I think what Blake was saying about the um, the the, the wardens and everything. Yeah, the game wardens. Um, if you can start telling me, uh, finish your story there on where you were going with that. Well, first of all, Blake lobbed that up because he was with us the last time a game warden <laughs> rolled up. On us. Uh, yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. I saw the picture, so I knew he lobbed that up. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the uh, me and Mindy were out fishing, and she, she didn't want to get tan lines, so she was in a thong and nothing else and the game warden rolled up but she me and her were on the other side of the pond where, where my truck was so she had to make that run of shame trying to get to the truck to get her clothes on oh geez <laughs> that was great <laughs> oh that's crazy now yeah, another another story that i've seen a picture but i haven't really heard much about it was <laughs> i saw jay i saw a picture of you that looked like you might have been in some mud 
Oh, my God. So we're fishing at a, a, a river creek or whatever. And uh, it looked like I could step out there. I had boots on. So I stepped out and went all the way up to my, my belly button. And I'm hollering for help. And Jeff's on the other side. Only he thinks I'm hollering that I caught a fish. I'm like, no, I need help. You got to get me out of here. <laughs> it took a toe strap to get him out. <laughs> Man, true story. I mean, it, from the sounds of it, it, you weren't getting out on your own, so you might have been stuck there if you were by yourself. Oh, for sure. If I was there by myself, <clears throat> man, I don't know how long I'd have been there. It's been a long time. <laughs> well, you know, that, that, that makes me think of uh, some of the gators and some of the snake experiences you've had <sighs> if you would have been stuck there. Uh, oh, my a, God. There's a certain video that you posted maybe a month ago where you kind of ran into a pretty large gator. Um, yeah. Tell me about that and tell me what you were thinking. It scared the bejee. Funny thing is, like, I'm looking. He wasn't moving when I first saw him. So I'm looking like, damn, that looks like an alligator. And I don't know why, but I take my phone out to record instead of immediately getting the hell out of there. Well, as I'm talking on the video, he lifts his head and comes into the water. And my brain's still not clicking. So I'm still recording this. And then his eyes and tail disappear under the water. And I realize, oh, shit. I got to get out of here. (laughs) I couldn't paddle fast enough, man. I was scared to death. That's I I've been there. It's, it's, it's no fun. It's you, you feel uneasy on the water. You you, you just try to get out of there as quick as you can. And, and you know, your, your, your follow-up video to that, when you were talking about, you know, I still got to paddle out of here. I mean, I, I sent those videos to my dad. I sent it to my <laughs> friends in Pennsylvania. They thought it was, I, I, it made my day. I had a bad day and I, and I watched those and I laughed out loud. And I think I even showed my wife and my wife's like, cool. You know, she don't, she don't get it, you know? And so she, um, so she, you know, she didn't understand, but you know, my dad, my dad got a good kick out of it and he thought, he thought you guys were crazy, but he says the same about me down here with these gators. So, um, uh, so what about this tornado experience? Hold on, hold on, hold on. I got, I got to, I got to expand on that last story. Okay. So the funny, the funny thing about that place is that we had gone there. Was it the day before? Yeah. To fish, and you know, we're kind of going back in there. We're like, well, this looks like alligator territory, but joke. There's not gonna, but yeah, but like, there's not gonna be any alligators here. But we kept seeing like just gar everywhere. And I mean, like the whole time we were there fishing, it's just gar like splashing up next to our kayaks and everything. Yeah. So, so we we decided to call the place Land of the Lost. Yeah. Because we're like, well, shit, you know, if it, we're we're out here with dinosaurs. Well, then the next day, Jay goes out man. there by himself, and <laughs> yep, there's freaking dinosaurs out there. I was scared to death, man. But so, Jay, those, I had like a I had like a run of like a two week stretch where. First, I ran into this five-foot snake that coiled up and hissed at me. I mean, hissed at me. I'm scared to death of snakes, so I, that 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 wrecked me. And then it's like God said, oh, you're scared of that. Let me show you this. And then we went to Land of the Lost, and I hook into that gar the size of my leg. That scared me. <laughs> then the next time I go out fishing, I run into the 11-foot alligator. That scared me. And then, like, a few days after that, I'm fishing, and the tornado blows right by. That that whole stretch was just unbelievable. Yeah, see, Jay, Jay hasn't learned to ask me about the weather. The, <laughs> because because the day before the tornado incident, I went out fishing, and I, I was trying to get him to come out. And he's like, oh, no, I'm not going to go out. It's going to rain. Yeah. I'm like, no, it's not. It's going to be clear. It's going to be fine. And 
And then he's like, no, I'll just go tomorrow. Well, it's going to be raining tomorrow. <laughs> he didn't want to listen. And what happens is that yeah, he, he encounters a tornado. <laughs> Man. Yeah, it felt, it felt like every day that week, Jay was posting some new crazy. <laughs> yes, that's exactly how it adventure. felt to me. <laughs> but, but to be fair, Jay, you did redeem yourself with that gator because you did post a video of a nice four-pound bass that you yeah. did land before you left. So yeah. <laughs> and that video was great too. Um your your boy ain't no bitch. We'll just say that. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed that. It was nice to you know, you had to deal with the gator, but at least you were able to get that get that record book uh bass before you got out of there. Um oh so is there any other stories you guys would like to share that maybe I'm missing? Well, my favorite Jeff story is when when he was fishing trig and had like 38 cops rolled out. Of him. <laughs> that picture is classic, man. I oh, love yeah. that picture. Man, there were so many of them. And <laughs> man, and I mean, they just kept showing up like, like we're just like, okay, well, you, and, and that the other person you see in the, in the picture there, that's my brother-in-law, uh, Jimmy Bobo. He's in the group too. He fishes all the time. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just like, okay, well, we got enough cops here. Oh wait, look, there's like three more car, three more SUVs coming, and uh, like holy crap! And I mean, they're just like at this point, we're we're kind of starting to sweat because we're like, oh well, shit, this is airport property. We're about to just we're about to go get arrested for fishing uh, because they just kept showing up. It's just like so holy crap. <laughs> so I think you answered my next question: is where were you that? all those cops and everybody showed up and it's from the from what you said it sounds like you were on airport property yeah sort yeah. of it's not it, wait a minute sort it's not of. behind the fence of airport property they right. just own it because they they had a chemical spill or something and so they were responsible for this water so they the, it's their property now but the fish in there is insane man yeah we're yeah. talking like in an hour 20 to 30 good yeah. sized bass oh yeah oh wow that that's kind of uh down here with disney the disney property you know it's not a lot of it's not fenced in all these ponds that they have but it's still barely on disney property and if you fish it they'll they'll come and kick you out immediately but i don't i don't think you're gonna get the the 57 <laughs> cops and everything like you had the hell the helicopter and whatever else you had going on there but oh um, I, I think i think i think fortunately since it was in the, the vicinity of the airport they weren't going to bring the helicopter in but yeah, yeah. <laughs> so man yeah that was a trip <laughs> yes yeah, it's, it's it sounds like it <laughs> um so if there's uh no other stories that uh you guys want to share with us there's a, another thing that i wanted to mention when we were talking about the duels and upcoming uh, tournaments that I, I just slipped my mind was, was the duels and the duels is something that I don't see anybody else doing. And, and I, I, I think it's, I think it's great. So if you guys could tell me about how you came up with the idea to do a duel and what the duel is and what you have coming, going forward with the next leg for the duel. The duels are pretty cool because it's basically you get to call somebody out. Like I, I can beat you. I'm gonna I'm gonna whoop your butt today. So it's, it's kind of cool like that. Um, it's free to enter. Most things aren't, but this one's free to enter. Although there's an awesome prize package for the winner. 
Uh, so we end up with, I think we got 26 guys in this leg that are dueling each other. So they duel once every other week. There are six duels per leg. And at the end, whoever's got the best record wins the big prize package. The first leg was won by Wayne Carlson, and he's undefeated now. So if anybody's listening, beat Wayne Carlson, please. <laughs> he's killing us. Yeah. Um, yes, beating Wayne's going to be tough, but um, yeah, it I'm, is. Sure, I'm sure there's some guys that uh, want a piece of him. So. Um, and Wayne, Wayne welcomes it too. Wayne's a Wayne's a good guy, and he he has, yeah. he has a lot of he has a lot of fun with this stuff. So, um, so t- uh, talk to me about some of the some of the prizes for winning the duels. Oh, there's a custom rod. There's all kinds of lure packages. Wheeler Lures has a package. Yep. There's probably like I don't know three or four Plano boxes of custom lures. Uh, there's shirts and decals and custom rods, <laughs> all kinds of stuff. You get you get stuff from one last cast. I think they did a hat and a t-shirt in the first leg. The prize package is freaking awesome, man. Yeah. That, yeah, you guys posted something about it, all the sponsors for it, and it, it was amazing. It's, it, it's definitely something that I think a lot of our members should be doing. It's I, I personally do it, and I have a lot of fun interacting with other anglers and there's a yeah. lot of anglers that I talk to now that on a kind of a regular basis that I just met through duel and yeah. messaging them on the side to make sure our schedules match. And, 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 you know, everybody in there is real um, competitive, but in the good way, everybody's encouraging, yeah. everybody's going to work with everybody's schedule. And that's what you want. You want, you want the high competitiveness is fun and when it's, you know, when it's done this way, you know, I mean, it's, it's fun to be, we're all, most of us are probably all ex football players and next high school athletes. And, and so, you know, to do something competitive still, I, I, I love it. And I get, I get, I actually have a duel tomorrow and I'm super excited. I can't wait. I'm super excited. And so, um, you know, I think the duel is something great that you guys offer and, and, you know, I'm looking forward to, to leg three and the rest of the rest of the year. So uh, tell me about some of the other members you got or the, some of the other staff members inside Bass Slingers and, and how did you get to know them to bring them in with you guys? Oh, we don't care one about the, them. <laughs> <laughs> the, the funniest one is uh, Malik up in Tulsa, Oklahoma. We were, he was part of the group and was kicking our butts in the tournaments. And we were like, that's it. Let's get him on the staff. He's killing us. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tim I... Swinson, uh, he's out in Breckenridge. <clears throat> he does a lot, man. He really does a lot for like promotions, that kind of stuff. Uh, Matt Williams does the same. Matt is also running our IG page, which for a long time we floundered on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> So it was nice to have him grab that. We got Kyle up in Kansas. That dude, man, is he's just fun to be around. He's so great. The, so I'll, I'll, the thing that they had uh, for Kyle, um, I was one that, that suggested we bring him on. And the thing that really drew me to him was that he was whooping everyone in the lure challenges. Yeah. He was get, getting involved in them. He was really promoting it. Um 
Like he, he, I think he, he was responsible for a lot more people getting involved in that too. Yeah. He, oh, he, I, he definitely uh, uh, created a lot of competition there. Absolutely. He also brought in a lot of Kansas members. Yeah. 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 He, he, um, he, he always is saying about the lure challenge, how he's out of his comfort zone, but he's going to try it and he's buying the, the lure if he doesn't have it and yeah and he, he really challenges himself and uh, and i think that's contagious to get other people to to want to try it and and you know piggyback off of kyle and and so so do you guys know any ever all the other staff do you know them outside or before basslingers or it seems like you kind of just met everybody through the group yeah i didn't know any of them before basslingers just jeff yeah. yep yeah, and, and we 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 just started talking about creating creating our own group, and yeah. we got especially after Jay got screwed over a couple times on some tournaments. But that, that's that's a story for him to tell some other day, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so the side note: uh, Malik is fishing um, the big tournament cir- circuits this year too. Yeah, I I, I saw that, and, and yeah, uh, he seems to be doing pretty good, and. Man. And wish him, wish him all the luck. I know, I know. He posted the night that he had a he had a pretty good day today, and he um, he's he's he seems to always be slinging them. And you know yeah. his his YouTube channel, uh, the Tulsa Bass Professor Professor. Mm-hmm. Sorry, he uh, it, it's a lot of great. He's got a lot of great things on there uh, um, to help you learn and technique and tricks and and uh, he's got a great channel, great thing going and. Uh, wish them nothing but the best and look forward to seeing where these these tournaments take them and how far he can go. He cast a check. I think it was a is what is it? The first one or the second one? I can't remember. He cast a check in it was the first one, yeah. Oh, good yeah. for him. Yeah, right. Yeah, good for him. I mean, I'm living uh, he's he, he's living uh or I'm living my dream through him because you know, everybody wants to be a, a pro fisherman and you know, good for him that he's actually making it happen, you know. Um, so with the summer heat coming in guys, um, what are you throwing right now? I'm still killing them on chatterbaits, uh, but crankbaits are starting to really heat up for me. It's, I've, I've transitioned to using the frog. Yeah. I'm a frogaholic. I love the frog. <laughs> uh, Jake and vouch that I love the frog. Um, I won myself my and my brother-in-law. We won the first leg of an event using nothing but a frog. <laughs> what like, kind of frog? What kind of frog are you throwing, Jeff? Uh, my absolute favorite right now is the uh, the Strike King KVD sexy frog in in the the bullfrog color. And then of course, I love the rivet frogs because I can I can run those kind of like similar to a whopper plopper. Yeah. Um. So and, you know, it's pretty versatile. You can work it like a frog with the little twitches and everything where I can just kind of burn it back so it makes a little, nice little plopping sound. Now, but yeah, I'm a frogaholic. I love it. <laughs> are are you one of them frogaholics that'll fish a frog year round or are you just strictly oh, yeah. for the summer? Oh yeah, I'll I'll fish it year round. Uh when was it? There was a there was one tournament going on that Jay had lost a, a good fish and he sent an SOS message, bring beer, lost a monster. <laughs> and so showed up with some beer for him. 
at this random ass pond and like no kidding it was either first or second cast into the middle of this pond at 4:30 in the afternoon with a frog and got what a 18 or 19 inch bass oh yeah. wow. wow i was still Wait. drinking beer <laughs> yeah um, that was that was pretty awesome cuz i mean it definitely was not an area that i would normally throw throw a frog yeah so, but, you just you, you never know with those frogs. Sometimes they get on those reaction bites, and it could be open water. It's it's those frogs just are so they're amazing. They can really get you on some fish, you know. Really, any part of the water. I've seen them come up and and eat a frog in ten foot of water. You know, you wouldn't think, but they they'll find yeah. it. You know. Yeah, and if if I'm not using a frog, I'm using a, a chatterbait most likely. I mean, what? between those two, those are the ones I'm using. I even. I even had to teach Jay how to use a chatterbait. That's true. I used <laughs> to be a spinnerbait right. guy. <laughs> yeah, and in all fairness, Jay Jay uh, bo- helped boost my confidence in a spinnerbait too. So, so Jay, uh, are you throwing a are you throwing a chatterbait year round, or are you just kind of certain times of the year? Like, I, you know what? I started I started throwing them maybe four or five months ago. And as long as they're still hidden, I'm still throwing them. Normally, yeah. this time of year, I would have transitioned into spinner baits, but yeah. I'm still I'm still killing them with chatter baits. So I'll fish it year round until they will, won't eat it anymore. Yeah, exactly. Now, what what color are you throwing? Or are you just basing that off the the water color? Uh, I, I really don't base a lot off of water color. Um, <clears throat> I love there's there's a AOT has a disco perch. It looks like a like a bluegill, a bluegill colors. That's probably my favorite. And then at night, I'll throw. The, he's got a all dark green pumpkin one. I throw that one at night. Yeah, yeah if I, you were if you really want to trigger some people, the whole watercolor and and the color of the lower thing is complete baloney. Yeah, I believe <laughs> it is too. Why Why do you say that, Jeff? Because I've caught things in watercolors that normally people are like oh if it's you know super dark stained water use you know what is it dark colors or whatever yeah Yeah. i i have slayed using an all-white chatterbait in like muddy ass water like i'm talking like dirty chocolate milk brown water and i've had the opposite it's an ultra clear water I started out with white, translucent, wasn't getting anything. I went to that bluegill pattern, and bam, just started killing it. Yeah. So I, I agree with Jeff. The the watercolor lure thing, I don't, I don't really buy into it. I, I tend to agree with you guys. I, I'm the same way, and, and I, I think if they're looking for something specific – they're looking for it regardless of the color, you know, I've caught them. Same thing as you guys. I've, I've caught, I've caught fish and on white baits and stained water and, you know, dark baits and crystal clear water. Like, like you said that, you know, you, you throw on that disco perch and if that's, or, you know, that bluegill is what they're looking for, you know, that pattern, they're, they're going to hit that if it's clear or if it's muddy, they, that's just what they want. You know, Plus, that's the, they're predators. They're, they're a predator fish. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and, yeah. and, and, and also, you know, to, to kind of expand on that, the, uh, the pond, the, the golf course pond that I almost hit Jay with the fish at, <laughs> that was muddy water. We were fishing it at night and I was using a white chatterbait with yeah, white trailer, yeah, all that's, white. That's, 
that's amazing to me. And that's, that's one thing at night that I typically stick to dark and I've never really tried throwing white at night, but right. you know, maybe and, I'm going to have to, you wouldn't think, you know? Yeah. It was either, either that or, uh, I, Jay laughs at me every time I, I, I pull it out, but the, uh, the chase the baits, bird. uh, bird, oh, yeah. or whatever it's called. Yeah. Freaking bird, man. That thing slays. Really? <laughs> Jeff throws the most random lures ever, and they catch every time. See, I, 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 I've never got into the birds, the rats, the, um, you know, the rat lures, the 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 big spiders. It's just I've never I've never had them to try it. But I haven't had any success on the spider. Yeah. I've thrown it, but I don't like how light it is. And I oh, just, really? I don't know. I just I don't feel like I've I've gotten the action figured out on those. So. So, so this time of year, guys, with, um, you know, you got the top water moving bait and you got the, the chatter bait and the spinner baits and everything. What are you guys throwing to slow it down when, when those baits just seem to be off or it's too hot or, you know, you want to kind of slow it down and go deep. I'll throw a weightless Senko. Yeah. Grid. That's. Or, yeah. If just uh, nothing else will hit. Yeah. Weightless Senko. Or, or, or like lately. If 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 they're not hitting the moving baits for me, I've just been using a uh, oh, and I had the package with me. I forget the brand, but uh, it's like a weightless fluke that's kind of a, a whitish, clearish color. Uh-huh. Um, I could I could say a word to reference the color, but I don't want to say that on the podcast. I got gotcha. you, um, but I'm <laughs> yeah. sure you get the gist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, kind of a milky white. <laughs> You said gist, right? Yes, I said gist. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, yeah, I, I got you. Um, but that's been so, that's been doing really well for me. Okay, that's that's it seems to it seems to work well down here too. Um, I'm not I'm not a flute guy because I I'm not very good at it, and I'm same thing with the chatterbait. I'm not I love chatterbaits and I, I love how they look and all my friends catch them, but I I just can't catch them on the chatterbait and. For whatever reason, and for me, I, I if I want to move in bait, I'm I'm going with my underspin, with the Gambler four inch uh, Easy Swim on there, and and their uh, copper copper tone, copper field color, and it seems to work really well for me. But um, you know, that's one thing I've always said I wanted to get better at was my chatterbait fishing, and I just don't have pay. I I don't have the patience. I get out there, and if if they're not if they're not biting, moving. <laughs> they're not biting the moving bait then i seem to just go i'm a shaky head guy so i'll throw that shaky head with the with the trick worm on and and go from there but um is there any other lures you guys are throwing right now that you want to talk about or are you good i think we lost jay you talked oh. bad about his chatter baits and he said screw you <laughs> <laughs> well i'll send him another link and we'll just keep going as i send him this link jeff um <laughs> Yeah, we definitely we definitely lost him. So uh, let's see here. I'm gonna send him send him another link, and it's sent. His phone probably died, or he got yeah, like he he got mad yeah. for trashing the. I'm at well, I'm not trashing chatterbaits. I love chatterbaits. Yeah, yeah, I am. <laughs> but um, so uh, let's see. So well, we kind of wait for for Jay here see if he connects. That one of the one of the kind of things I see on chatterbaits, and I saw it in my last mystery tackle box, was I had a bronze blade on the front of that chatterbait. 
You got a preference on that? Uh, I don't really. Um, I'm kind of like, I'll buy it if it's a color I like. One of my, like, my two favorite color patterns for those, for chatterbaits or jigs, it's either uh, black and blue or a bluegill color. Mm-hmm. Um, I absolutely love using a, a bluegill, like, like, I'll use a bluegill swim jig with a, uh, was it the pearl white? rage swimmer yeah uh, three three and three quarter inch yeah i think that's the size yeah i think it's pearl white but i like to use that because i don't know it just it works for me and um same with the chatterbaits i'll, I'll, I'll use i'll get blue get the bluegill pattern chatterbaits and throw one of those rage so- swimmers on there i prefer a paddle tail over a crawl trailer any day of the week though yeah, I, I tend to agree with you in there. I see a lot of guys throwing the paddle tail too, or the, the, uh, like almost like a creature bait on the back of some of them chatter baits, you know. And yeah. I, I prefer the paddle tail myself, but. And sometimes, if if they're not hitting, if they're not hitting it, I'll actually take the that take that the trailer off, flip it upside down so that the 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 paddle is facing up. If oh, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it it gives it just enough of a difference of movement that I have I have casted to the same spot you know a dozen times no no hits and then I I decide okay I'm gonna switch it up a bit and I'll just flip it over and I'll cast that same spot a couple times and then bam get one yeah I, and I don't know if it's just timing that one happens to come by or if they go ooh that looks way better <laughs> but what? It, it definitely has built up my confidence in doing that. Oh yeah, absolutely. And and if you're in an area that's kind of gets a little bit of pressure from other anglers, you know, they've probably seen a chatterbait before. So you get that, you get that paddle tail upside down and, or, you know, switched around and it's different. Sometimes it's just that little difference that they look for, you know, same with, with, with craw trailers. If I, if I am using craw trailer, sometimes I'll flip a craw trailer sideways so that the claws are moving more like a, a giant tail. Oh, yeah, I see a, that. Yeah, I've tried, I've, I've tried, I have tried that. It, it, you know, like you I do said, the same I, thing with the beavers, like beaver, yeah, the bees. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah sometimes uh, I said just you get those other, just that that little bit of difference is all it takes, especially if that water's clear, and they're you know they'll, they'll follow your bait right in, and they're hesitant, but they're just waiting for that other, um, that other movement that they haven't seen a hundred times, and they're good to go, you know. And, Mm-hmm. And, you know that's kind of that's kind of fishing though you know you gotta always be switching it up and trying to trying to outthink the fish and it doesn't necessarily work that easy all the time but um so i you might have already just answered it but um kind of waiting for jay to come back here and i've sent him a link twice so we'll, we'll just keep going and you know i'll add him in uh later but uh, so tell me what your favorite lure is and why. And I think you might have just said it with the chatterbait, but maybe oh, the, or the frog, but... the frog or the chatterbait. Those are my, my two favorite. And the reason, like the reason I love frogs so much is because a topwater blow up is awesome. It's amazing. But also, the, one of the things that really drew me to using a frog is I used to never use frogs, but I just kept seeing people just constantly complaining about how hard it is to to. Uh, get a hook set on a on a fish with a frog 
Yeah. So I had to go. So I had to, of course, try it out. And, you know, I've seen all the different chatter. And one of the things that drives me nuts is I have seen the same people that'll that'll say, you know, bend out the hooks on on your frog to help increase your hookup ratio. But then they they'll turn around and say, oh, if your your you know your jig hook or your chatterbait hook gets bent, don't bend it back because it ruins the structural integrity of the metal. So you just contradicted yourself. <laughs> but, that's, but yeah, the, that, that's like that's what drew me towards a frog is that people I saw so many people complaining about the hookup ratio that I was like, oh, it can't be that bad. And I personally have not found it to be that bad. It's just you just have to make sure you get the right kind of frog, um, which is what I love about that Strike King frog. Is it's like for me, it's just the perfect softness to so when a bass bites it, it gives enough to you know expose the hooks to them i mean yeah, i've I used i've used some frogs it was like like trying to squeeze it i'm just like how the, how the hell is this thing supposed to get a bite and i'll just like not even use it i'll just either give it away or throw it in the trash because i'm like, yeah no not even gonna waste my time on that yeah and and i i couldn't agree more and and one of the things that would help my frog hookup ratio and it's kind of was an issue with me for topwaters. I see that topwater explosion and I just want to yank. I just want to yank. I get excited and I want to set that hook. And as soon as I settled down a little bit and I'd count to like two Mississippi and then I give them a chance to get it. And then I, then I'd set the hook and, and my hook ratio went right up and probably more so than bending the hooks out or any other trick that you might be able to find on YouTube. It was just simply be patient, you know, let the fish eat. Yeah, and, yeah and, I usually and, I usually wait till I feel the fish pull. Like, yeah. I mean, I'll see it pop, I'll see it go under, and I'll wait till I feel it pull on it, and then I'll give it a nice little yank. I'm not I'm not one of those, at least not all the time. I'm not one of those like people. It feels like I gotta be a he man and and yeah, you know, try to launch the fish to Mars when I set the hook. Um, yeah. If your hooks, if your hooks are sharp enough, you don't need that much damn oomph. <laughs> but I, I, um, I agree. Uh, a buddy of mine uh, who's also in the group is uh, his name's Ryan. Uh, he's he's got a little pond on the property that he lives at, and I'd gone there to fish one day and cast a frog to a little corner, and you see a fish come up and hit it, and I'm just sitting there waiting to feel to feel that resistance or feel the the fish take it, but the fr- the fish just basically took the frog and just sat there oh, didn't geez. move for a minute and i mean and and i waited long enough to where he goes you're gonna set the hook and then i finally hooked it and and reeled it in <laughs> but it's hilarious i mean because i mean I, yeah i could have tried to set the hook immediately but it, that, that thing just it took it and it just sat there like it wanted to just hold it a little cuddle session or something i don't know <laughs> what well, was it a good size fish not really. <laughs> That's surprising. But yeah. it was a fish. Yeah, yeah. Well, what, I want to say what maybe t- a 17, 16, uh, 17 inch. Yeah, see, that ain't, that ain't too bad. What, what I get down here is on the top water or even, even basically anything, them, them smaller fish, um, they'll do it for the top water, especially. The, they'll grab it and they'll just take off, you know? And, and I think it's because there's some bigger fish in the area and it, they don't want to get – the bigger fish to come in and steal what the, whatever they got, you know? And, yeah. And, and I noticed the big fish, 
they'll if you know they'll explode on the top water but for me anyways they're not running well just gonna sit there and they're gonna eat it because who's gonna take it from them you know yeah and and um so that's why i was kind of curious on how big the fish was because i was wondering if it was a big one and it just kind of sat there and it was like you know screw you no one's gonna touch me you no, know? it was actually it was kind of in this this little corner and there was a log that it was on the other side of the log and so i think it had a lot i think there's one way in one way out for that fish for where it uh, was yeah and so there was really no other threat and i just happened to cast on the other side of that log and and it, it hit you know pretty much right away so <laughs> it just sat there though but um yeah, you're talking about, you know, fish, you know, grab and go because of other fish around. Um, which, I mean, I have noticed sometimes when, when fishing, if, if I get like a monster hit, you know, on, on a lure or whatever, and I start, you know, I pull it in, taking pictures, everything, release it. And a lot of times I can cast back to that same area and, and, and catch a couple more. Uh, whereas there's been times where I've I've had a very subtle hit, reel it in, do my pictures and everything, throw it back, and, and I can cast that spot for the next two hours and not get a single bite. Yeah, that's so I think I think that's a thing a, a thing to think about. I've never I never really thought about it till just now actually, but you know, you, it makes perfect sense that if, if there's other fish around they're gonna take it and hammer it because they want to be the first ones to get it. Yeah. Because they're competing for food. So yeah, makes makes perfect sense. Yeah. I mean, you know, you get into some of these small dinks and especially if I'm like fishing a Senko and I'm and I'm kind of getting towards the bank, and all of a sudden you just look and your line's fifteen feet away from you. And yeah, you're like, I didn't even you know, I I was too busy talking or whatever and and um I look and I didn't feel nothing and there it goes and and you know, not every time, but nine times out of ten, you're going to set the hook, and that's going to be a little guy that just he got it and hauled ass, you know. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. One of the one of the ponds we have fished at a lot. Um, I mean, this place. I think it was last year. We'd go there and and just use weightless uh, use Senko's uh, Texas rig, weightless weightless Texas rig, however you want to word it. And I mean, it was usually every cast within two minutes, you'd have another fish on. And I mean, when uh, when my my dad had moved to the area, I took him to this pond, and I mean, in like an hour or two hours, I think he he landed thirty bass. <laughs> wow! <laughs> on a on a weightless cinco using using a crappie rod. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's amazing. And and another thing too with that is. Um, you know, if I, if that little bass or, you know, you don't know what it is, but if that, if your line starts running and, and for me anyways, if I miss the hook set, I, I have my excuse. I just blame it that a fish was really small and I couldn't get the hook in it, you know, and <laughs> it's probably not like that every time, but you know, I, that that's, that's my story and I'm sticking to it. So that's what I always say. If I lose one, eh, it's just a little guy, he's grabbing it and going, but so, okay, well. I think we about covered everything. Is there anything else far as uh, bass slingers that you wanted to mention that I kind of missed or um, I think we covered most of everything. Yeah, we covered quite a bit. I mean, no, I mean, I just want to take a moment to, you know, 
thank everybody that's in the group for all their support and you know helping us grow this community and uh all the companies that have stepped forward to get you know give stuff away for prize packages and stuff i mean like just it's been awesome i mean <laughs> it's been a, a fantastic ride and then you know especially a huge thanks to you for for, for kicking off this because i don't think we've ever really mentioned it uh, doing a podcast but i know it's like a, a huge uh thing these days people like to listen to people talk i guess yeah and they but... do and <laughs> uh, yeah it's my my pleasure to do it i i really enjoy it so i'm looking forward to to seeing where it goes and all the different people I could talk to. And uh, I was very, very happy and grateful for you guys to give me your time. I know Jay, I know we lost Jay and um, he's probably, I've sent him a couple links, so he's probably not able to get back on, but um, I definitely appreciate your time and I will thank him uh, once we hang up. But uh, so in closing here, Jeff, where can, you're probably going to have to help me out here. I don't have it in front of me with uh, Jay, but um, where can everybody find you and um, everything you got going on? Uh, let's see. I am, I mean, I'm on Facebook, which obviously people that are in the group know because I post stuff in the group. Um, my Instagram is Wheeler underscore lures. Um, I'm terrible about keeping up with Instagram, though. Uh, sometimes, I, sometimes I'll post and brag on there about my lures. I, ha- I do have a Wheeler Lures uh, page on Facebook. That as I paint things up, I'll, I'll share them on there. All right, Jeff, where can I find Jay on social media? Uh, so on Facebook, he, you find him as Jay Fouts. Um, he also has uh, Bass Junkie Jay, his, his uh, business page, personal page, whichever. I forget what he has it classified as. Um, on Instagram, it's just Jay Fouts, and then uh, he is also on TikTok as I think Jay Fouts as well. I'd look it up, but it kicks me off the podcast if I do. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, I'll, I'll I will post all your guys' social media um, links in the description so everybody can find you guys. I'll post the Basslingers page in the uh, in the description. And that way we can keep up and see where everything goes. But Jeff, I, I want to thank you um, a lot for being on here. Uh, like I said earlier, I can't thank you guys enough. Like this was a pleasure. Um, excited to see where this goes. I appreciate your time and that's it. Thank you. And tune in next week, guys, we will have another guest and we will break down probably some more tips, some tackle and go from there. Thanks, Jeff. Thank you, Josh. If you guys have anybody you want to see on this podcast, somebody you think I should talk to that has a great story, somebody that just straight catches hogs and you want to hear on their technique, how they're catching them and all that jazz. Let me know. Leave a, Leave a comment on the Facebook page. Heck, message me directly and, you know, we'll make it happen. So that's it. You guys can uh, tune in next week and see who I got. Episode two. I'm not going to tell you. It's a surprise because I haven't I haven't locked them down yet, but it should be really good. But you can find me, guys. You can find me at Big Guy Bass Fishing on YouTube, at Big Guy Bass Fishing on Instagram and Facebook. 
or you could just find me at Josh Mitchell on Facebook. We'll see you next week.